0: Welcome to Vernacular Podcast. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Sally. Each week on Vernacular, we explore the art of being truly and fully human.
0: Most of the time, that means that Sally and I chat for 15 to 20 minutes about a topic, general or specific, and how it helps us understand what it means to be human.
1: But we don't have all the answers, so occasionally we invite guests on the show to help us tackle this question in the context of their job or hobby, current events, or pop culture.
0: Thanks for joining us as we practice the art of being human. All right. So today for Vernacular, we are going to talk about
1: perfection
0: and how it relates to being human.
1: Yes. We're going to talk about the fact that we aren't perfect, but for a lot of us, I would say most human beings, if not all, desire to be perfect in some way, or desire at least to, let's say, improve themselves.
0: I can speak for myself in saying that I often find myself wanting to be perfect or frustrated that I'm not perfect.
1: Yeah, and maybe just in some single aspect of your life, maybe not your entire life, but maybe you want your body to be perfect, to be strongest, or you want to have a perfect appearance. Or to
0: be perfectly healthy.
1: Or you want to be perfect in your mind, like your mental capabilities, you want to be the smartest.
0: Or perhaps morally perfect. You want to be or... a good person and a fully good person, and you're frustrated when you fail to live up to that standard.
1: Yeah, or you're an athlete and you want to be perfect in whatever your field is or, or your a career. scholar, yeah. Yeah. So I think we can all relate to that in some way. Even if you don't think you're a perfectionist, you probably want to improve and maybe be the best in some area of your life.
0: And we started thinking about this because of our last discussion on New Year's resolutions and how a lot of people make these and then get frustrated with themselves for failing to live up to them. And then they end up tossing those resolutions out the window or they make them with kind of the wrong intention in mind anyway. And they really are chasing perfection when perfection is to a degree. Well, not to a degree. Perfection is unattainable. And that's kind of the first thing we wanted to say about that is that being human is in part about being imperfect.
1: Yeah. I would say to be human is to be imperfect, (laughs) to be less than perfect. And that's just something we all have to accept. But um, I think the real question comes in how do we respond to that? How how do we accept that? Do we accept it by saying, Okay, I'm imperfect, but I'm still going to try to be the best that I can be in everything and I'm going to pursue this illusion of perfection blindly and at the you know, risking all and maybe giving up certain goods along the way and sacrificing things that shouldn't be sacrificed. So that's kind of one extreme.
0: The other extreme I think would be not even trying to improve yourself, you know, recognizing, okay, I've tried to kick this soda habit for five years, so what's the point? I'll just Just drink more soda because apparently I'm destined to be a soda drinker.
1: Yeah, just like in a kind of depressing, settling kind of way. Like I'm not going to try to improve myself or better myself. So
0: never reaching for self-improvement.
1: Yeah, and never challenging yourself either. Just kind of being comfortable and choosing kind of, you know, the easy. Isn't there like a song called like The Easy Road or the... Something like that. I don't know, mm, but anyways, just choosing the easy <laughs> way. Let me do a quick way. search. The
0: easy way song.
1: <laughs> um, so those are the two extremes, and but the the nice thing is that I don't we don't think that it's all or nothing. It's not a matter of ending up on one th- one or two of those poles. There is some sort of mean, and that's where it gets tricky: is trying to figure out what is the balance between trying to improve myself Mm -hmm. and trying to become better and making use of the talents that I have and challenging myself and, and yeah, just trying to strive for something and what's the balance between that. And then on the other hand, being content with the fact that we are imperfect and maybe even celebrating our imperfections, right? Celebrating the fact that we are not, that we are flawed and there's something beautiful about that.
0: Yeah. In part, I think there's something beautiful because it helps us realize how unapproachable perfection really is because we can't reach it. And so because we can't reach it, we actually have an idea of the destination or the goal because we can't get there. So we have an idea of what it means to be a perfectly moral person. And that idea is exactly what makes us so conscious of our own failings, and therefore what makes us able to identify how we can be better.
1: Yeah. So let's maybe get out of the philosophical and yeah. maybe more practical. Sure. Some examples. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about some examples in literature and film that that um, help us kind of see, see this in real life mm-hmm. or in, I guess, the, the imaginary life. But um, one short story that is a great example of this is The Birthmark.
0: Nathaniel Hawthorne.
1: Yeah, and it's um, he wrote a lot of kind of technologically or scientifically oriented short stories. And this one is probably maybe his most famous. But basically in the story, there's an, an alchemist, a scientist, who marries a woman who has a birthmark on her face. And otherwise, she's, you know, quote unquote, completely beautiful and perfect, except for the birthmark. And so he spends the next years, months, I don't know how long, trying to get rid of the birthmark. And eventually, in his process to get rid of the birthmark, he kills her in the end. And so, spoiler. But this is an example. Here, take this as a lesson. Right. This is an example. Do not try to get of rid
0: of your wife's birthmark.
1: Taking the perfection too far yeah. and and forgetting that we are all imperfect and there's no way for us to be perfect. And we should celebrate those beautiful differences like right. a birthmark. And then you had thought of an example. Too. Yeah, well, just
0: real quick on the birthmark thing. I think one aspect of it that we should also talk about or acknowledge is that he ends up getting rid of the birthmark, right? But at what cost? And that's yeah, that's the yeah, question. That's really so you're so we're chasing perfection. We often find ourselves chasing perfection, but one, why are we doing it? Right? Is it something superficial that we're trying to get rid of or is there, is there actually a good intention for us chasing this perfection? And then two, at what cost does this perfection come, right? So if you're, you know, to be, to make it more practical, if you're chasing perfection in your career, if you are always trying to make it so that your supervisor never has any constructive feedback for you at all because all your assignments are turned in perfectly, but you're spending 15 hours a day at the office and that's detracting from spending time with ones you love, then maybe that's not the type of perfection that you should be pursuing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading Bear Town. By Friedrich Bachmann, and who wrote a man called Uva, and it's about a hockey team in a small town in, I guess, Sweden, right? Um, and or Norway or something like that, and somewhere cold, somewhere cold where they use the kroner, and hockey is such an all-consuming sport. And part of this book is just kind of a look into a culture where hockey is the end-all, be-all, and mm-hmm. you sacrifice everything, relationships, money, family, everything your body, your time for the sake of this sport. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, ath- athletes probably struggle with this a lot because it's their job to be really good at what yeah. they do.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of high school football in Texas. Since since moving to Texas, we've realized what a big deal high school football is. Friday night lights. Yeah, it just about. like
1: takes over the whole yeah. town. Yeah. And that's totally. what it happens to Beartown. Yeah. So so we have all so we have these examples of and I, I think you kind of laid out a good, almost a good, um, I don't know, a good way of analyzing your own motivations. Mm-hmm. Like, one, is what you're trying to reach even attainable? Right. Like, even within your natural limitations of your body or your, I don't know, your. Yeah. No, your it, yeah. Is this possible? Is it even possible? Yeah. And then if it is, then it's like, well, what is your motivation?
0: Well, I think before that, what, is, is it good? Is mm, what okay. you're trying yeah. to attain actually good? So, is
1: it possible? Is it good? Right. And like, why are you trying to attain it? That's right. your motivation. And what do you have to give up in order to make it, to make it possible? Because maybe it's possible only if you give up certain other goods Right. that are equally or more important.
0: Yeah. So we have a fourfold framework. So one, what are you trying to do? Two, is it good? I'm sorry. One, it was, is it possible? Is it attainable? Yeah. Two, is it good? Three is why are you trying to do it? Yeah. Four is what does it cost?
1: Yeah, I yeah. think I think that, that it's a helpful starting place. Anyways. I like that.
0: It's called the the Sally four step evaluation <laughs> method for perfection. Oh, it's for named after me. Thank you. <laughs> the Sally model of perfection seeking.
1: <laughs> oh dear.
0: The other example that I was going to mention is a movie that I think you would list in your top five. Sally, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, definitely. Gattaca for all of the layers of meaning that are in it. Not necessarily that it's the greatest acting or sure. screenwriting or I anything. Mean, but Jude just like Law, the Ethan Hawke, right? There's, yeah. there's
0: some big-ish names yeah, in Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, spoiler alerts, if you haven't seen Gattaca, you should. But um, it centers on this man who has a congenital heart condition. He's, gen- he's genetically limited, genetically flawed for... Um, in a future in yeah, which... Yeah, a generally
1: healthy person. Yeah, but a
0: generally healthy person who's genetically flawed in some way has this key limitation that prevents him from being able to be an astronaut. And this is in a future in which human nature uh, or human the human race has been sort of genetically engineered to mostly perfection and you have very healthy people who sort of run the world and make all the good decisions. And but he
1: kind of missed the, the cutoff. Yeah. He, he was born before they made people, right. before they kind of got rid of or... I don't know in what way exactly. But maybe just aborted um, the the children who right. who weren't perfect.
0: Right. So he he is sort of a, a relic of a bygone era in that mm-hmm. sense. And so he does not meet the criteria for being an astronaut, but he really wants to be. And ever since he was a young boy, he has d- looked longingly at the stars and dreamed of being an astronaut and space travel. So, in the book or the movie, he he uh,
1: hires this other guy. Yeah who is genetically perfect, but has been injured and can no longer uh, do the thing that he once did as an right. Olympian. Right. I think he was a swimmer. And so he hires him basically for his genes and for his hair cells yeah. and skin cells and blood and urine and all that stuff so that when he goes to the space school, he can and, and go yeah. through his regular daily tests. He's able to basically pose yes. as this healthier guy. Yeah,
0: And at the same time, he is preparing himself for the actual physical rigors of space travel through just physical training and basically training beyond his natural limitation. Um, And it's a really poignant examination of human limitation and the importance of striving, uh, the importance of also, I think, exploration and uh, exploring the natural world um, but really, I think a, I think profound examination of imperfection and the virtue of striving through imperfection rather than being born perfect and living life that way.
1: But at the same time, even though he, we see his his struggles, and it's really admirable that he strives, you know, he he tries to be all the best that he can be despite his his limitations. He doesn't actually appreciate his limitations. And I think that kind of, back right. kind of comes back to what we were talking about earlier about appreciating and being content with our limitations and almost celebrating them and seeing how beautiful they are because they make us different and they require hard work and they require require struggle because when life is just easy and comfortable, I think it's less beautiful. Yeah. It has less opportunities for beauty.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think the opportunities for beauty is is the key point there. And yeah, it's true that he doesn't appreciate his imperfection, but I think it would be equally true that so in the in the closing frames of the movie, his spaceship blasts off. And so he's on the spaceship headed for outer space and he's done it. He's conquered his imperfection, even if it meant being duplicitous and scheming and fooling the powers that be into thinking that he was someone that he was not. Even, you know, those things notwithstanding, he did it. And he's space bound. And Although the movie doesn't portray this, I think that if he were, if we if we were to, you know, be a fly on the wall in that rocket as he's blasting off, I think he would in that moment appreciate his imperfection and appreciate all the effort that it took to get him to that point. And that moment of realization and that appreciation that he would have in that moment would not exist if it were not for the key limitations that he faced. Getting to that point in the first place.
1: Yeah, that's true. It has more value because right. of all the hard work and the things he had to suffer in order right. to get
0: there. I mean, I think of um, you know maybe a very simple simple example here. But on the one hand, you know, if we had a, if we had such things as teleporters, I could teleport to the top of Mount Everest and look around at the world from twenty nine thousand feet in the air on on the peak and say, "Wow, this is a beautiful site. But I think that site would look way more beautiful if I actually climb Mount Everest and put in the work. And all the training to get to that point and perhaps risk life and limb to do it. But then I climbed to the top myself and said, you know, I did this under my own power. And this is a really beautiful sight. Yeah. And it would just take on such a different meaning, I think, having done that and overcome the adversity and the challenges that I faced to get there. Right. Rather than just being able to teleport there at the touch of a button.
1: Yeah. This is another theme in Bear Town. actually. I didn't even mean to – wasn't even intending to bring up this book. But there's this one kid who he um, – He's an immigrant and his mother cleans the, like, the, the, the floors of the hockey um, arena mm-hmm. and they don't have a lot of money. And he's had, had to overcome way more than some of the hockey players who uh, you know, just had everything basically given to them and their parents are huge sponsors of the team. And it, I think it, it means that much more to him. But so here's a question like what if you don't reach that pinnacle that you're, that you're, that you're hoping for? maybe your goal is not outside the bounds of natural human limitations and it's a perfectly reasonable goal and it's possible but you don't reach it and you fall short can you still appreciate your imperfections
0: i think so i i I think to that i would say there's valiance there there's there's valor in the striving alone you know the The work that it takes to climb Mount Everest is not valuable because and only because of the result. The work might make that result that much more beautiful and impressive, but I think the work in and of itself is still valuable.
1: Yeah. And I think you learn things from failure too and learn things from, yeah, from the hard work along the way. Definitely. And each, each time that you work hard, you gain something from that even if you don't gain your ultimate goal.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. I think I would just yeah I would just say there's there's valor in the striving, yeah there's beauty in the striving
1: yeah, and I think um I think yeah, just what I just said that you, you can even learn things about the world and about yourself from failing and from not reaching your goal mm-hmm. and that that can be its own source of beauty as well
0: yes, yeah definitely and it,
1: I think it helps you appreciate people in different circumstances too if you always achieve everything that you that you that you are searching for or trying to reach, mm-hmm. then I think you have less respect and less understanding of other people who are struggling. That's a really good point. For whatever reason.
0: Yeah. I I was sort of working on that thought in my mind. I think you put it really well. But at root, this is a show about being human, and at root, humans are relational, right? We're the social animal in Aristotle's formulation. And because of that, everything we, we think about in the context of being human, I think has to be related to how we are social animals in that sense. We're, we're relational beings. And this is valuable because humans are imperfect and our own imperfections are going to be mirrored in any number of other people. And so the process of working through those imperfections and the process of in some cases accepting them help us relate to people around us a lot better. You know, I think of a, a family member who um, has cancer right now And it's been very valuable for her to be surrounded by other people who have had cancer. And cancer is a very obvious example of imperfection, right? It's our bodies failing us. Cells in our bodies mutate and grow out of control and are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But the process of fighting cancer is valuable. And the process of um, fighting and failing, I think is there's still valor in that fight. And in the process of fighting, you also learn how to relate better to other people who are fighting. I mean, Parenthood, one of our favorite shows, um, Christina, uh, one of the characters in there, goes through a cancer fight and rallies alongside and is rallied. Uh, this person rallies alongside her during chemo, but they're, they're cancer fighting friends. Um, and I think about that, too.
1: Yeah. Well, if you hear this and you have ideas about what it means to be human with respect to the goal of perfection, maybe you struggle with perfectionism, or maybe you don't struggle with perfectionism, and you found a way to reconcile your um, imperfections, let us know. Yeah. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at VernacularPod.
0: Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash vernacularpodcast. Or on our website, at VernacularPodcast dot com,
1: and you can email us directly at Zach and Sally at vernacularpodcast.com. dot com, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We please, love that.
0: Please do, yeah. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts: Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Auto Radio, a number of platforms. Google Play, I <laughs> forgot about that one, obviously. But yeah, for Vernacular Podcast, I'm Zach, and I'm Sally. Have a great week.
1: And I'm by your side of the